Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. We just underestimate ourselves. And every time I've seen somebody try and push through something that they're worried about, the result is monumentally brilliant for them. Imagine living your normal day and getting your car fueled up on demand. Seriously, check out LA Startup Refill Fuel and enter code WEARLATECH for $10 off. That's Refill Fuel. It's amazing. Literally, you can be anywhere and have your gas totally topped off the tank and not even have to deal with it. No more gas stations to go to refillfuel.com. That's R-E-F-I-L-L-F-U-E-L.com. Code WeRLA Tech for $10 off. We could not do this without the community believing in our vision together. We Are LA Tech is independently funded, funded by you, the community. So to support We Are LA Tech, go to patreon.com slash we are LA Tech. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash we are LA Tech. This is part two of how to be a speaker when you're not a speaker at all from Sebastian Terry. He is extraordinary. He made me cry when I got to experience his talk. Get ready. So you're at the comedy uh, Mm. place and uh, you feel like you're owning the stage. And then what were the steps after that? Well, I think more so the comedy thing was just it gave me confidence to be on a stage. And I really enjoyed the humor. Like, I I think, um, you know, (laughs) anyone who says this automatically comes across as an idiot. But like, I like to think I'm funny. And I, and I think it's an amazing, I just think it's a communication tool. You are funny. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> so I think it's good. You know, if you make someone smile, if, if not yeah. laugh, I, I, I think it's, hundred percent. It, you, you can engage with them. So like, again, like if anyone asks me, you know, oh, how should I start my talk? I always say, well, try and make someone laugh straight away. Yeah. Um, even if it's self-deprecating, I think people like to know that someone's vulnerable. So someone who comes 100%. on stage and like struts around like they're, you know, a king, um, when they're not feeling like that, would do far better by just, you know, showing a little bit of vulnerability because mm-hmm. it allows people to say, oh, you're just like me. You're not someone speaking down yeah, to me. Yeah. You're on the same level. Um, and, and I think that's something that I do quite well naturally is that people see themselves in me. And so yeah. I'm just very, very relatable. Totally. Uh, I don't wear shoes on stage. I don't, you know, I, I, I talk very conversationally just like this. Um, if I mess up a word or you know, if I do something like that, I'll, I'll, I'll highlight it and say, Oh yeah. God, I, I thought I was better than that. Um, so, you know, I think that's one thing, but yeah, no, the comedy just gave me a bit of confidence, but I, I, I think being able to interweave, interweave, is that a word? Yes. I'm just going to use yes. it. I'm being able Love to it. interweave comedy into, um, you know, a meaningful message is, is really powerful. And uh, like from a learning experience, like if I was to, if I could be so high and mighty to say that people learn from my talks, I would say that, you know, it's a learning experience is all about, I, I think the best way to learn is to be interactive. I'm trying to think who I was listening to. Do you know Jim Quick? No. He's like a memory master. He's No. Oh my. You know? No. My mom's America's memory motivator. Oh, really? <laughs> so... I was going to say that that the reason why like I am so wowed by the world of speaking is because my mom's traveled around the world speaking for like kings and queens and like politicians. She spoke for NASA. Uh And um, so I grew up watching my mom fearlessly own a stage like 
but I'm sure my mom probably knows who Jim Quick is. Yeah, well, Jim. So I'm, I met Jim Quick through um, Ken at Metal. Oh, cool. Um, and I also met him through um, speaking. I saw him speak at Patau and World, which yeah. are all LA events and um, great LA events. Yeah. Anyway, so I remember him telling me something about, um, you know, the way for people to learn is to like be active, to get out of their yeah. comfort zones a little bit, m- a bit totally. of movement. So anyway, so I, th- I think it's the same. Like when it comes to a talk, you don't want to just like drill information to people because you don't listen. Like, I know I wouldn't. So I think if you can almost like tell a story that people like want to, you know, a movie would be terrible if there was no like arc to it. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. just wouldn't watch it. What is that? So people are engaged when there's a story and you have anticipation and 100%. expectation and, and a bit of an unknowing of what's next. And if you can do that it, through your story, um, you know, as a keynote speaker, whilst making people laugh. And then, you know, you were at my talk, so, you know, yeah. you would have said that. I cried at the end. Yeah. One one thing that I want to interject real quick is one of the best, because you were talking about Jim Quick giving you that great piece of advice. Uh, the best piece of advice I got on speaking was actually from my friend Mark Hemian. And I'm sorry if I'm butchering your last name. He He's this brilliant designer. And he said, people don't remember what you say. They remember how you made them feel. Exactly. And so that's what I remind every time I'm nervous and I feel like I'm going to throw up before I go on stage. I'm like, don't worry about using the perfect words. Just like put forth that authenticity and humor and passion and just make sure they're picking that. hundred percent. I think it's like if you just, you know, if you were at a barbecue and you were just meeting people, it's just people, you chat to people you get Mm -hmm. on with, you get people that you relate to people who, um, you know, you just, you just sort of, you know, you try and be likable if that doesn't sound too desperate. Totally. You just, you know, you're just trying to be the best version of yourself. And I think it's the same for a stage. Like people who go on there and like I said, pound information down your throat and it's it's a bit of an ego thing or it's for the money. Like I think that stuff just, you can tell. Like, we've all been in a room where a speaker's come on stage and you just sort of cringe a little bit and yeah. you're like, oh my God. Or even they're bored by their own topic because, you know, they're doing it for the wrong right, reasons. Right. But you do remember the times that, Someone gets on a stage and they wow you, yeah. you know, because they just love. I mean, I, 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 um, I was fortunate to do a couple of workshops next to, um, you know, Gary Vandercheck. Yeah, Gary, Gary v. love Gary, Gary V. So yeah. he was at Worlds as well last year. He's going to be there this year too in August. Um, he's great. He's amazing, and like I, you know, I love, um, I love seeing him on stage because he is just so authentic and p- precise yeah. with what he says. Um. And and that's engaging. And you remember, you know, you remember yeah. how you felt and you're totally. like, that guy is legit. And, it, you know, I, I remember to- Gary V's talks from South by Southwest in like 2008 or nine. Like, yeah, exactly. And yeah. I can't, I can't, I mean, I hope you know, he's not listening, but I can't remember anything he really said. I just know that guy's <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's that. So if you can, you know, if you can, if you make people laugh, if you can take them on a journey. And so when you get to the end of your talk, they're like, Oh, wow. Cool. That was like watching a movie. Yeah. That's kind of, I think, a good way to, to proceed. Gary Vee's actually going to be on the podcast one day. No We've way. talked about it a couple of times. Okay. So you guys, I will keep you posted when that happens. Yeah. So, um, okay. So slides or no slides? Um, I have slides. Um, but I mean, I, having said that, Oh God, there's so much I want to tell you. This is awesome. I didn't think I'd be able to talk so long about speaking. So I, I think, are you guys liking this? Tweet us right now. Tweet Seb. If, yeah. if, if this is, making a meaningful impact in your life. I would, I'm asking, I'm asking for you to tweet Seb right now or whatever social media that you feel most comfortable with to like, let him know where, where can people connect with you again? Um, well on Twitter, it's at Seb 100 things, uh, on Instagram, it's the same at Seb 100 things, Facebook. It's my name, Sebastian Terry, uh, or send an email. Uh, or come to Venice. What email? Uh, seb at 100things.com.au. 
Cool. Um, okay, yeah. Say? So I was saying slides or no slides? Oh, yeah, and, slides. Because yeah. I just thought, you know, I do some pretty, you know, I lived with a tribe for a week. Uh, it was a Maasai tribe on, on top did. of a dormant <laughs> volcano in Kenya. It would be ridiculous to tell that story without showing a photo um, or some video. So I think visual aids are important for me. Everyone's got a different style. Mine's uh, less information. It's more of a story and getting people to, like, internally kind of consider things. So they're more pictures. Um, but so I, I, I'm quite reliant on that. But then one time I had to go and give a presentation to a big bank in Australia it was almost like a pitch. They, they approached me and said, yeah. we want to see what your talk's like before we engage you for a roadshow. So I took in my presentation. I sent it in previous. And for whatever reason, the, the AV didn't work. And I hate, AV, I think most people probably do. AV is just like a nightmare when it comes to events. That's right. the one thing that's always going to fail. Totally. And for whatever reason. I was that in and Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> so this, I was in a small room, kind of like the size of your studio here. And there was like, I mean, not this is small, but for there, there was a big uh, like dining table, yeah. essentially, conference table in the middle. And there was about 10, 10 people around it and they were all there to see whether I was, you know, what they needed for their event. And the slides didn't work. And the lady goes, well, you're just going to have to give us your presentation. And I was like, oh my God. So, you know, I referenced the presentation. So I just kind of like, I just thought about it for a split second and went, well, I'm just going to tell my story. So I just told my story, you know, as I would to you now, there's no slides. Is, is it scripted? Um, it's well, scripted to the degree that, that I, um, yeah, I go through the same story. The, the, the talk develops as my journey develops. So I never used to speak about helping people. Right. But as soon as I started to speak about helping people, I would add that to the end. And so the back end of the talk is now becoming thicker and thicker with helping stories. Uh, now I've moved to America. I, I'll add that very soon. So I moved to America and that will become the next thing. It's just like an ongoing, like it's a live organic story. Right. Um, like real time almost. But yeah, so it, it, it is scripted. To, uh, it, it is scripted. Yeah, because I've done it so many times now, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And hundreds. I, I don't even know. I should count. But like over, I've been speaking since 2010. So that's like seven years. Yeah. And I've been doing lots of talks every year. So I did like, I think I mentioned maybe 70 last year. And I think it's pro- pretty much like the same for all the other years. Totally. It's a big crowd, small crowds, whatever. And for me, no script. I always just go for my gut. Okay. However, I have one lesson that I always, or two lessons that I want to communicate. And so everything revolves around those two lessons. Mm-hmm. Your intuition is your oracle and you create your own journey yeah. because it's two things that I felt that I was missing as a teenager right. and to trust my own intuition because I was like, Oh, I'm too young. I'm not experienced enough uh-huh. to know the right way to go. I need to get, hire all these fancy older people. Uh-huh. And, then, <laughs> and then the other one is like, Oh, I want to be just like Richard Branson or Tim Ferriss or Gary Vaynerchuk. And if I do exactly what they say and follow their life exactly, then I will be the exact same person. Yeah. I'm like, uh, no, I need to create my own journey because I have my own set of circumstances, For my sure. own. So those are the two messages. Um, so yeah, no script and no slides. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I love doing a and a In fact, this even this is an example of me talking about something that I, I wouldn't normally, and I really enjoy it. And I kind yeah. of surprise myself. Some Maybe everyone's listening is, is asleep, but I sort of surprise myself with what I do know. Like I help yeah. a lot of people with like, um, you know, starting kind of, uh, I don't know what you call it, like social social good projects. Right, and right. I'm like, wow, I can't believe how much I know about this. Yeah. So uh, I, I really like it. But given like that, you know, a keynote presentation is kind of very like, okay, you've got an hour to speak. We've got 45 minutes to speak. We want you to motivate and get people feeling yeah good and talk about embracing change etc so i you know i just know how it works and and again i don't want to sound like an idiot saying this but like i love my talk i'm so yeah. pr- so so proud of it and it's brilliant and it, and it, and it helps yeah. lives enriches lives it saves lives and i know exactly how it works best Talk- and- so okay there's this per- do you know john legazamo no okay he's an actor he's been into a ton of movies like moulin rouge and i mean so many movies i can't think of he's one of my favorite actors he's also a broadway performer he ha- he's had several live shows 
And um, I've seen them multiple times. And what I discovered in his work, it's been a while since I looked at this, but he essentially like perfects his show. Like every show is a training opportunity to make the exact same show better. Mm. And it's interesting because I really appreciate that approach because by the time you get the final result, you're like completely wowed. But then where does that come into play versus someone that's seen your talk before or your performance before? Mm. And how do you, or do you even concern yourself over what making it new for them? Um, a, a little bit. I mean, essentially my, my, I guess my goal is to just tell the best version of my story. So as it develops, so too does the talk. Um, I, I've had people come and see me speak multiple times and I, you know, if I know that person, I'll say, Oh God, sorry, you're going to get bored here. But they always come back and they're like, no, it was like the fifth time. In fact, I, I did it like that series of 20 to 30 talks around Australia right. at the beginning. There was one guy who was there at every single one. And it sounds ridiculous, but he said, no, every single time you speak, there's something different I take away from it. Oh, true. Yeah. So I think there's something to be said for that because we can't process everything in, in, you know, in an hour. So that's good. Um, but no, I think, you know, when you're, when you're storytelling, which is a lot of, you know, a, a lot of what I do, certainly at the beginning, it was storytelling. I know a really good way of telling my story. And, you know, what, if I can, if I can tell the story about the time that I did this or how I thought about this and what happened, if I know the exact way to say that and, and it's going to make someone laugh or it's going to make them feel emotional in some way, I'll, I'll do that. Cause that's, yeah. you know, it's just about connection at the end of the day. Totally. I think the part that does change is like retrospectively looking back at my stories, um, or my journey, I should say, cause it's less story now. Um, it's like principles that I've worked out. So, you know, um, this idea that, uh, I, my ex-girlfriend, Tani is just a fantastic human. She's a psychologist. Yeah. And so I would go back, I would talk to her, you know, we were living together yeah. and I'd say, Oh, you know, it's funny. Like over the years, it's sort of interesting. I used to feel like nervous or anxious about this. And I just saw a big red light yeah. and I just wouldn't go in that direction yeah. anymore. But now I feel the same stuff and I see a green light and it's like a motivator to go. Yeah. And she, she would say, Oh, well, that's kind of like neuroplasticity. You've rewired the neural pathways of your brain. And it's like Marissa Peer. Right, right. Yes. Good. Yeah. You guys, YouTube Marissa Peer. Okay, go on. Okay, <laughs> so I, I will. I will YouTube her. And so, you know, I was like, oh, that's so interesting, you know. So that's like a, outside of a story. That's a concept. Yeah. So I think about the best way of like including that concept into the talk. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like this malleable talk. Um, if you put me on stage right now, yeah. um, I, I, I mean, I, the, the truth, I don't, I feel like this is a bad thing to say, but the truth is I could close my eyes and do it. Yeah. And it would be brilliant. Yeah. Um, that's just the truth of it. But yeah. every time I learn something new or I think, Oh, I should explore that a little bit more. I'll just think of how to tell that story the best. Um, but you know, having like, this is, this is unscripted. And, and again, I, I hope people are enjoying it, but I'm loving this because it's, Me too. I'm, I'm exploring, I'm exploring things in my head that I haven't really versed before yeah. or verbalized. Um, the same with the Q and a session. So I'm doing a talk at, um, Mal Soho house at Malibu on yeah. Thursday and, uh, I've got an hour, but I did one at, at the Soho House at West Hollywood last week and I want it to be different. So this time um, I'm actually doing it with Worlds, um, yeah. which is, again, that, that LA-based um, event that Roman runs. And so what we've decided to do is show my eight-minute documentary that's on ESPN at the moment. So we're showing that and we're just going to have an open forum so conversation. Cool. So I, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. So just, I mean, I, I think it's good to change and chop and change. And if I keep on doing the same thing, I mean, I'm, I'm completely inspired. A lot of people say usually, oh, wow, you must get so bored. You did 70 talks last year yeah. and they're all the same. I mean, they're, they're, they're slightly different, but let's just yeah. say they're all the same. Uh, I'm never bored. I am so passionate. I still cry on stage, if, you know, at certain, at certain times. Yeah. Um, not during every single talk, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be on a stage somewhere and I'll cry in front of yeah, people. Yeah, and I'll yeah. be like, oh, my God, you idiot. Like, no. you know what happens here. So, no, Expressing I'm... Expressing vulnerability is... Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, one of my drivers in even doing this podcast is, and even in just my work ethic as a professional and what I do in everything is I push myself to be as vulnerable as possible because 
again, when I was a teenager, I thought all these people were perfect. I thought Tim Ferriss was perfect. I thought Richard Branson was perfect. I, I've had the blessing of like meeting people over time and I see that everybody's human yeah. and I'm like, ah, so I just, I know that, you know, sometimes people perceive me as having whatever reputation people perceive me as having, but something maybe on a more elevated. Are you being modest? I'm suggesting that like, you know, I'm going to jump in. So people think you're amazing, right? I can't, I would. Okay, whatever. People perceive whatever they perceive, but I just constantly want to remind people, no matter what I seem to be achieving, I'm human and I'm just like you. And I want to lead with my vulnerabilities Mm. as much as that fucking terrifies me. I know I've cursed a lot on the show, but I'm very passionate about like my why and like in, in the things that I do. But it's like when everybody looks like everything's perfect and, you know, that's the, the uh, you know, um, what's it, the, qu- or the complaint people have with social media is that everybody just shows everything so perfect and then people get sad that they can't yeah. live up to these lives that everybody else has. So I do my best to leave it with all my vulnerabilities and my friends will message me and be like, Esprit, I really think you need to stop doing that. I think uh. no one's going to hire you because like they want, they don't want someone so vulnerable. And I'm like, you know what? I just want to be me. It's more important to me to miss out on an opportunity there with a partner that's not in alignment with me than to like, you know, I don't want to lie about who I am. And so this podcast, everything that I do, it's about leading with vulnerability. It's about humanizing brands and it's about connectivity. Yeah. And so it makes me so happy that you're like, I haven't explored these things before. And you're like, well, welcoming being so open with your insights and your experiences, because like. I want this for you guys. Like, so you guys could be like, okay, I could listen to this episode right now. I could walk away and I could take action in my life that is totally going to help me be, get closer to what my dreams are. That's uh, just so cool. You're, you're awesome. I mean, I'm learning about you too, right? <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, I've just seen very recently, like how truthful you are and like how authentic you are. And I think that's great. And I think you, you just said it then. You're just being you, whether it's vulnerable, whether it's not, you're just being you. And I think if you look at speaking or being on a stage, it's no different to any other part of your life. You're just being you the same way yeah. you would sit down for breakfast and talk to a family member or a friend is the same way you'd be on a stage. Like yeah. if you, if your default is, well, I'm just being me. And if you like it, you like it. And if you don't, well, that's yeah. fine too. Why would anyone try and be someone else? And I think that's, that's something I, I have seen speakers do. They get on stage and they're, they're, it's just, you're like, well, oh. I, I thought you were entirely different. Yeah. Um, so, no, I, I agree. I think if people can keep that in mind, I think that's um, it, it's crucial at the end of the day. At the end of the day, we just want to connect. We totally. Connect. And whatever your message is, even if it's – so I get bought into conferences and like, oh, God, it's just like uh, it's an accounting – it's the bank. Yeah. And the whole day has been about, you know, um, best business practices or the latest financial overhaul of some – I can't even – I don't even know right, what I'm right. talking about. But, you know, something that's just numbers-driven. And they're like, can you just, uh, you know, go in there and just fire them up a little bit? That's easy for me to do. But the same, you know, I go in early and I listen to the speaker beforehand and you can tell, like I've, I've heard a future, uh, an, a futurist, an economic futurist speak, or a number of them at these banks. And some of them are like, I mean, honestly, like I feel like just ripping my eyes out and <laughs> like it's horrible. But then like totally. you speak to another one, uh, listen to another person speaking about the same content, but it's enthralling. Yeah. And it's, I could listen to anybody speak about anything as long as they're passionate totally. about it. That's what my mom taught me that. She's like, it's, it, she's like, you have to make what you're teaching entertaining. Yeah. And that's the way people retain information. And so like, that's something that I incorporate into everything that I do. And I also make it a conversation when I'm on stage. It's not about me speaking at you. It's mm. us having a conversation together. Yeah. So as people have questions and uh, that they want answered, like ask in the middle of the talk. I don't have Absolutely. to. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's speaking of vulnerability and speaking of being on stage and all these things, let's do something that I'm hoping will help all of you. So as I said, 
like I have a very real fear. I've moderated like over probably over 200 panels, but at least over 100. I've given many talks. I've spoken for like CBS, South by Southwest, all these cool organizations. Mm. And so even me, I right now have the very real fear that I feel like I can never give a talk just on my own again. I don't know. I feel completely like paralyzed <laughs> and I just feel I'm going through the I'm not enough syndrome. Yeah. Uh, I'm going through like a lot of. So let's like walk. See if we could even do this. Let's like walk me through it, because what I'm hoping by me being so vulnerable and you feeling so confident and so proud of what you do on stage. Yeah. That everybody listening right now who feels, you know, insecure, vulnerable like I do, that we can help them. By yeah. me putting myself out there. And this, you guys, this is very embarrassing. And I hope this is helpful and not <laughs> cheesy or something. But I think it'd be cool. So, like, for me, I am just like, I'm going through the I am not enough. Like, who am I to be giving a talk? Sure. Um, I'm going through the, like, what do people don't take me seriously? Uh, I'm going through the... Um, I'm going through the like, how much is it worth? Like, when do I do it for free? When do I oh, get yeah. paid? And if I'm get, doing it, why, you know, like you know, for years of contributing my time, now it's at the point where I'm like, where's that boundary? And uh -huh. I know we'll, we'll get into that. You guys later, we'll talk about pricing and stuff as uh -huh. well, but I'm going through that as an insecurity. I'm going through, um, just like a lot. So yep. like, how would you walk, not even someone like, how would you walk me through it? I don't want to, okay. I don't, I want to take full ownership of this conversation. Yeah. Well, I think, um, I mean, look, it, without like the, the presence of a psychologist or something to talk about, like those things yeah. which are very common, which yeah. are, you know, like, am I good enough? What am I worth? Are, yeah. are my words valuable to anyone? Yeah. I think there's only like just a very raw way of looking at yeah. it is just speak. Literally get on a stage and speak. If you yeah. have the opportunity, do it or create that opportunity. That's the only way, like we completely underestimate ourselves, which I think is what you're sort of talking about yeah. in a, to a degree. Yeah. We just underestimate ourselves. And every time I've seen somebody um, try and push through something that they're worried about, the result is monumentally brilliant for them. They do a talk. It, it might be one of the best talks ever yeah. or it might not be, but yeah. they get on there and they're like, okay, great. And you learn from that and you grow and you're at least two steps forward yeah. from where you were. So, I mean, as opposed to the other kind of avenue is, well, let's just work on ourselves. Let's have a think about it. Like, why am I, I think if you understand again your why, if that's yeah. your safety net, you recheck in with yourself. I'm doing this because of A, B, or C or A, B and C. Um, th that's good enough for me. I'm just going to try. Like, you shouldn't be anchored to a result. And, you know, ultimately you shouldn't let your emotions or, or, or fears or um, apprehensions or anxieties yeah. kind of like mold you. I, I think the idea is if you know why it is you're doing something, you know that you're on stage because ideally you think it will benefit someone in some kind of way, get on stage and try. Because the shame is by you not doing it is you are not going to affect people. Totally. And that's why we're here to affect and connect people. The people on stage, they're not all the best speakers. I'm not a speaker. And, but I, no, but you're an incredible speaker. So someone like me that was in the audience, see, I'm like, well, yeah, he's great. Now I can't see myself. But you, you know did I mean? before when you said what- For what the, moderating panels. But there's yeah. no difference. Like it's just, a, it, that's just a, a different dynamic. You're moderating something in, in, in the middle, but you're on stage, you're influencing a like, conversation. You know, I'm even afraid of like, okay, here's what I picture. So I've been able, like if I had to give a talk right now to 50 people, that's fine. Yeah. Like that's, you know, but let's say it's a TED talk of like, let's say like 10,000 people and you have to wear one of those wireless earpieces. Okay. You've worn those, right? No. 
Oh, I've never worn one. No, okay. It scares me. Okay. Okay, so they have these like wireless earpieces and uh-huh. you have the little mic in front of your mouth. Yeah. And like you can't even see. Oh, yeah, I have pe- one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You can't even see people because it's like 10,000 people deep. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's 10,000 people deep, deep. So you can't see anything. And maybe you have this fancy like monitor in front of you that's like reading you lines of something. I don't uh-huh. know what kind of lines, but something, reminders, whatever. And like. And you're being paid fifteen thousand mm-hmm. so dollars. You're being paid fifteen thousand dollars, and you have all the like. I'm scared to do that. Okay, well, <laughs> well okay, I, I understand. But putting it like that, yeah, that's pretty daunting. But like, look at me and pretend you're talking to me. What are you trying to tell me? Well, yeah, I could do that. But what do you? But I'm asking you, like, what is it that you're on stage talking about? I'm talking about people believing in themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so ironic, right? Yeah. Oh but- my god, that's so funny. Yeah. But see, here's that exact thing. Right. And this is where it comes into play, like where I feel I'm not enough, because here I am talking about people believing in themselves and I'm not even believing in myself uh-huh. with that. So then it make, it creates this conflict. Well, I think that's a, that's a separate conversation to have. Yeah. But I do think that like if you look at if you if you were less modest, and you just like take a step back and just have a realistic look at what you're doing. So you're running this podcast. Um, you're talking, you're communicating and, and benefiting thousands and thousands of people who are listening. You're allowing me a, a place to talk about what I do and spread I, what I hope is a positive message for that helps other people as well. Um, you're loved within your community. You're known within your community. So if there's anyone within this community to talk about, you know, whatever it is that your niche is, and I'd be yeah. terrible at trying to explain it, but having right. you know, listened to you for half an hour in our conversation, like your passion and you're you're authentic yeah. and you're and you're powerful and you can verbalize something there is no one better to be on stage than you in this space i think like the idea of going you know oh well um if i'm on stage and there's 15,000 people i can't see and it's really a daunting and and boom i've got to speak well that yeah if you don't know what you're speaking about but if you just take a step back again to go well what am I trying to communicate? And there's no difference between you telling me across, you know, this room yeah, now, yeah. or you trying to tell it to fifteen thousand people. I mean, we can. It's very. It's too easy to scare ourselves. What if I was in the middle of the ocean, I was surrounded by sharks? Well, yeah, of course, that's scary. <laughs> but like, if why are you there? You're doing shark conservation suddenly, and like, you're. In a, I mean, it, if you know why you're there, it gives you all the strengths possible. Um, you have to know why you're there. So if you're if you're trying to get people to believe in themselves and then, you know, in, in the tech kind of realm, yeah. allow people to really flourish and start yeah. something, um, whether it's a startup or whatever, know what, what it is you're doing. And then the, the, the rest will flow. Come up with a script. And if it's not, if you don't need a script because you work better without a script, well, it, again, it's just a matter, it, you know already your two points. You told yeah. me. Um, hang on, don't tell me. Yours is, what are they? What are your two things you talk about? It's your intuition is your oracle and you create your own journey. Yeah. And so you've spoken a lot about that, whether you're getting other, whether you're kind of like, the the um the the moderator yeah. and getting people to talk about yeah. it, but you know what you want them to say. And it's already. crazy because I've given these talks to you know a few, I I, I think up to a thousand people, right? Yeah. But it's that it's that bigger point with the wireless earpiece and the monitor and the stage where you can't see people in front of you. There's no difference. That's just a, a that's just like a, a state of your psychology or something. It's that's a, a, yeah. It's yeah. Yes, it's daunting, of course, but there is no difference. If I speak to a room of um oh so i've i think the smallest crowd i've spoken to was seven and it was uh it was a, a school for high yeah. needs kids and i sat down on a couch and they were all around me and i just spoke to them i gave the exact same talk the exact same talk a day later to three thousand people in brisbane i can't remember what the industry was but whatever it was yeah the exact same talk and i did it no different 
I mean, yes, there might have been an element of I right. spoke to the kids when they were in the room, but it was the same talk, same principles. And there's, there is no difference. Interesting. It's the same if you were speaking to 50,000 people. If it's, it's just a, in principle, it's a platform for you to deliver something that you're passionate about. The question for you, I don't think, isn't how do I get over the nerves of speaking to 15,000 people? It's how do I just recheck in and understand why it is I'm doing what I'm doing again? I think that's so true. And it reminds me, are you familiar with Chad C. Veach? No, I'm terrible at this game. I don't, I don't know anyone. <laughs> so I actually heard Chad Chad speak on a talk on leadership, funny yeah. enough, at Soho as well. Okay. And um, I went to one of his other talks and he said this thing and I'm glad, and you kind of, you're reminding me of it now. I'd forgotten about it. He said, like, it's your duty. I don't, I'm not going to put it in the same way. I can't remember exactly, but it's like, it's your duty to live out your calling in order to benefit others. Like you're, you're living selfishly if you're not doing what you're meant to be on this planet for. Absolutely. And what a shame. Like if you, if you know your two visions or the way you want to, you know, articulate that to people with the two principles and your vision is to help and inspire people. It makes no sense to anyone on the planet for you to then go, Oh, I don't want to speak on a big stage. I'm scared. Yeah, yeah. Like get out there. And like you say, own it. Yeah. You are the person to do it. Like it's not, well, who am I to do it? Or why am I, my, my words, my, your words are as powerful as anyone's, if not more. And you are the person to do it. You just are. I, 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 you know, it's, it's an absolute privilege to be able to be on stage speaking to people, forgetting the payment part. Like you yeah. and I, you know, as you say, you, you would both, we both have done jobs yeah. for free and, and I will continue to do Several, more. Several, yeah. Yeah. Because like, why do you do it? Like it's not an ego thing. It's yeah. you know, for us, I would confidently say it's not an ego thing. It's because you want to do something that's going to benefit someone else. So yeah. if you are given an opportunity to speak on a, a stage, whether it's TED or whether it's South by Southwest, which yeah. you've done, or whether it's any, you know, whatever it is, do it because it's such a shame. Like when I talk, I hear from people on a, uh, in a number of ways, but the most extreme is, some, and I got one from the uh, this ESPN documentary yeah. the other day. Someone said, um, oh, if I had my phone, I'd show you. But he said something like, um, just saw you on Sports Center. Uh, I thought about joining my ex soulmate, who's no longer with us today. Um, I want you to know you've saved my life. Imagine! Oh it. my gosh! And I get that a lot. Imagine if I hadn't have agreed to do that documentary. Oh my or gosh. Imagine if I hadn't agreed to do a talk that someone learned that from, or that inspired them not to take their life, or that inspired them to take that step into. I don't know, starting a family or it started, it, it helped them take the step into starting a business. Imagine if I didn't, what an absolute tragedy. That's, that's just, that's just, that's great. That's amazing. Yeah. I hope you guys are getting as much out of this as I'm getting. And I hope that our conversation is empowering you to be able to do what it is that you'd like to achieve in your life. On that note, let's get into the nitty gritty we Are LA Tech is independently funded by the community. We couldn't make this happen without your support. If you too want to contribute to We Are LA Tech and see us making the podcast, building the mobile apps, creating the events year after year, consider contributing at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash We Are LA Tech. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.